Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 125. Welcome. The world of myth bits. Before we get started, just want to remind everybody that the pitches for the Open Contract Challenge 2021. Uh, is only 18 days away, so get those in uh, as soon as possible. So, there is a documentary that was released last year, and I finally got around to seeing it, and it was an amazing uh, piece, and very informational, and very educational, and just an overall uh, really groundbreaking piece to put forward in the media. You know, by now, you all kind of know who we are, where we stand, our opinions and our takes, and what's important to us, especially important to us as creators and creatives. So this documentary is called Disclosure, and if you haven't seen it, uh, do see it. It's really, really good. And basically it's about um, trans people and how they've been portrayed in the media and what it's meant for trans youth who's witnessed it and trans just people who are learning and understanding what the representation in the media has done to and for them. And it's uh, it's it's just a great, great, beautiful effort. Everybody involved um, with the documentary is trans. Um, and I read that for the people who they couldn't hire who weren't trans, they actually were training like, in, or mentoring trans people 
in like uh, uh, the positions like behind the cameras and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. And anyway, so it's it's definitely a super important documentary. I think it, it we we do kind of a piddly job of trying to like echo what the documentary really put forth, which is uh, how important character representation and all of the above is in what we read, see, write, take in any any media format with the people we are seeing. You know, unfortunately, it, it, it takes a lot of um, awareness to even really think about what you're seeing that trans people have been seeing in the media. And everybody, I think, relates to it to an extent. But the fact of the matter is it's it's most portrayals of trans people on film and TV is in a really vicious <laughs> portrayal. It's it's horrible. You know, it's it's really, really horrible and disgusting. You know, when when all you're seeing is this disgust toward who you might be or who you are as a trans person, um, it's alarming because then you know like these are people who are being told you're not valid you are disgusting and it's so horrendous think of think of the end of Ace Ventura they they use that as a classic example the end of Ace Ventura when they find out that uh what's her name is trans and the behavior of Ace Ventura once he puts the pieces together that what is it? Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. And <laughs> puts the pieces together and he goes through this like super dramatic vomiting, scrubbing his mouth, plunging his face to, you know, setting his clothes on fire. And as it's pointed out in the documentary, it's painfully homophobic, but it's also super, super, super transphobic. And that's kind of the portrayal, this like trans panic defense, which is a <laughs> a real defense in the legal system, which is uh, in and of itself infuriating. No, the the documentary, the point is the documentary is absolutely magnificent. Um, it's very illuminating and I encourage everybody to watch it. It's on Netflix, but it's so, so worth the the just watching it because like I said, we in in such a small scale, we really try to encourage people to think beyond what we've seen, what we are seeing, what's limited, what's inaccessible, and really trying to create and harvest environments for people who maybe have never really gotten to see accurate representations of themselves. And I don't want to keep on about the trans narrative because neither Joe or myself are trans and we don't want to take that conversation and steer it from a cis point of view because that's just not helpful. I do want to encourage people to watch that documentary because it is phenomenal. But it did get me thinking. We talk a lot. <laughs> we did like a whole episode on the media portrayal of fat people and how it's just stupid, like just ridiculous. Um, and we talk about how women are portrayed in the media. We talk about all of these things. And I kind of wanted to shift it because I don't ever want to be accused of uh, <laughs> misandry, <laughs> you know, uh, and talk about actual like men and how men are portrayed. And I'm sure we've probably either have used the term or you've heard the term uh, toxic masculinity. 
And I know it's a term that can be very triggering or upsetting for some who think it's fake, it's not real, it's stupid, it's just like some weird uh, leftist hoax, I don't know. Um, But the fact of the matter is, it's a very real thing that endangers a lot of people, in particular men. It's a big thing. So I'm going to ask you, the dude... What would you define as, like, toxic masculinity? I think you just actually kind of summed it up more so for anybody to actually question what their sexuality would be, whether it be masculine or feminine. And then that's where the the trans argument comes into the, the spotlight, I'm sure, from... I didn't see the documentary myself yet, but... I'm going to make him watch it. I'm going to watch it, but with traditional masculine values and traditional feminine values because of the the natural... Right, the natural creature aspect of the thing. As humans, as creatures, and don't kid yourself, we are creatures. <laughs> Biological female has one purpose, which is to create life, essentially in the animal kingdom, right? Because humans are animals. But I feel that we have transcended our thoughts so far beyond the idealism of what a creature and a human is versus an animal. And One of the big arguments of, let's say, theology in a whole right now is the big argument is I did not come from apes, okay? When you talk about Darwin, I did not come from apes, and that's the big argument, right? Unfortunately, you know, and then obviously this is going to be for debate, but the human mind cannot comprehend its own being, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This this all has to do with masculinity. I just gotta kind of pepper, <laughs> just gotta kind of pepper everything in there. Like, okay, so here, here's what I think, you know. So what does that have to do with anything? Okay, so when you have a portrayal of a certain sex and whether it's gonna be media, okay, so everybody listening is a writer in some form or another. I'm sure, right? So everybody listening has written, will write, or you know, well, actually, I guess those are the only two options. <laughs> Y'all feed narratives of some sort yeah, exactly. in some manner. Right, exactly. So You harvest them. You love them. What comes with that? I mean, who is the biggest consumer of literature? Other writers, right? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest about that. Such as with any form of entertainment is going to be those who desire to create it of its own source, right? So, when you have males presented in one way, um, it becomes the norm. And then as soon as another way of being comes into an account, it's going to be challenged because you're told one thing, and then if it comes out that it doesn't have to be this way, then you're going to have a clash of principles. So, in the movie Be Cool, I think it was Be Cool with um, uh, Travolta, and he's like the music producer, but he's like actually a gangster, but he's like the music producer. You ever seen that one? Yeah, you sh- you've shown yeah, me. So yeah, so The Rock in there, he does a monologue for Bring It On, and I think that was the first time we were like, you have to raise an eyebrow as a kid, and you're like, The Rock could do that? <laughs> no pun intended to raising the eyebrow while watching The Rock. Can you smell what he's cooking? <laughs> I wonder if you guys eat you can lay down the law over that trademark right there. You do. Uh, it's got to come with all the dramatics for yeah. it to be copyrighted, maybe. Yeah, it's got to You got to go. No, don't do it, because now you're going to be hit. Like, they deal with actors, 
you know, an actor is a portrayal of masculine or immasculine priorities becomes blurred as them as a person, right? Such as, so Skylar Aston is... He's like a mega threat. Like, he's just, he's everything. Yeah, so Skylar Aston's mega threat. He can, you know, sing, dance, and play instruments, and act, you know, and, and, and do everything, right? And he's cute. Exactly. <laughs> so he is heavily targeted, too, though you know, against what you would consider a uh, masculine type of person. Now, I'm not sure you can consider of a toxic means against everything that is thrown his way because obviously he is in the spotlight and when you're in the spotlight, certain things have to be a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately. Now, what I mean about the toxic value is the mindset within the person himself, you know. Um, the person himself would need to have certain values linked, right? So to say, how I see it, to say that something has to be this way because of this is where you could use the term toxic because it does not have to be that way. And, yeah, I want to, I kind of want to emphasize the fact it's like, first and foremost, I think, you know, we also kind of have to consider how much of gender is based solely on societal expectations. That's not to eliminate the concept of masculinity or femininity, but how much of it is just essentially made up. Well, but what I what I am kind of trying to to say is, um, it's okay. It's okay to be masculine, and it's okay to be feminine. There's nothing wrong with those things. It's when it starts venturing into like what you're saying that like it has to be like this and if it's any other way you're a garbage piece uh insert any kind of homophobic slurs or you know like it starts veering so sorry i didn't mean it and what i'm about to i just wanted to clarify relay up to that notion is when something of a certain manner is questioned then that creates a question of your own livelihood your own person your own existence is challenged mm-hmm. to okay let's put it this way then when you're 45 and you have a wife and children and you wake up one day and you realize this was not your intended purpose even though beat back in your subconscious that it has always been there you just never let it listen because society told you this is the way it is you are a man you go out you get a job you support your family you have children you keep the species going and you have live a happy life, whatever that means. Then your existence is challenged when you wake up and you're like, oh man, these guys said I had to do it this way. Everybody said this is the way to do it. This is how you become happy. And when that is challenged in your own mind, that's when it exists an existential crisis or people would call it the midlife crisis. You know, I'm not saying that would apply to all men in that kind of form. I'm just saying. But I think it happens enough for it to be brought up. It's a, it's a psychological one, yeah. trigger, right? And I think it's it's very much, yeah, it can be said for women. It can be said for everybody. It's like, this is what they told me I had to do. I did it. Exactly. And crap. <laughs> so what I feel is when you describe toxic masculinity, I don't know if it's exactly the proper term for the usage of humanity. Because it's a human problem. It's not just a male problem. It's a female problem. 
you know, if we're talking about transgender, then either way, the, the gender swaps, it's their problem. And it's our problem, right? Because now you're questioning their existence, but you're also not questioning their existence. You're questioning your own existence because a woman gives birth and that is it, right? Scientifically, <laughs> scientifically speaking, you know. Uh, so the man goes and supports the woman who has the child because that is his role. So she plays her role, he plays his role, we can continue on, right? Let's keep this ball rolling. This is doing fine. So also I feel that toxic well, could only mean harmful, mm-hmm. you know, because of toxins, that's always harm. So it equals harm, right? So harmful, let's, let's look at it that way. Let's say a harmful way of being or a harmful way of looking at things, you know, Um so, I can only say that's what that could mean to me, whether or not you were brought up with certain ideas that are harmful to yourself or others. Mm-hmm. Right? That pertain to the traditional concept of masculinity. Right, in that and, long-winded way. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I want to reiterate, that does not mean that masculinity is bad. It doesn't mean masculinity itself is toxic, that masculinity is anything harmful. It's very specific notions that often go kind of unseen, kind of ignored. Grand conversations are becoming a lot bigger about about the concept now. But I mean, all it takes is watching a lot of like films from the past many decades uh, to kind of realize like, oh, that's kind of, oh, it's <laughs> a bit odd, you know, like uh, to the point where, like you said, when you the minute you kind of start questioning it, it kind of can become the spiraling situation. And I think a lot of people, the minute that you know, that that starts coming into question, it becomes, it stands a chance at becoming very venomous in uh, a defense. Right. The only way that you could possibly even, the only way you can possibly convey even the notion of an idea or a rhetoric or something like that is to actually be open and accepting and, and that possibly the idea could exist you know um (laughs) this this isn't exactly the same thing but it is the same thing because it's a person issue it's not a man or woman issue it's a person issue Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's just it's just all about what what what, uh what's the official definition you got up there okay so the concept of toxic masculinity is used in academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes as, of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. The socialization of boys in patriarchal societies often normalizes violence, such as in the saying, my favorite, boys will be boys, with regard to bullying and aggression. This part is also very important, and 
really what we're stressing here. Self-reliance and emotional repression are correlated with increased psychological problems in men, such as depression, increased stress, and substance abuse. Toxic masculine traits are characteristics of the unspoken code of behavior among men, and I think that is probably... Do they have those listed? What? The unspoken traits? (laughs) Well, let's see. Let's jump... All right, here's a good little bit. Toxic masculinity can also take the form of bullying of boys by their peers and domestic violence directed toward boys at home. The often violent socialization of boys produces psychological trauma through the promotion of aggression and lack of interpersonal connections. Such trauma is often disregarded, such as in the saying, boys will be boys. With regard to bullying, the promotion of idealized masculine roles emphasizing toughness, dominance, Self-reliance and the restriction of emotion can begin as early as infancy. Such norms are transmitted by parents, other male relatives, and members of the community. Uh, And then we go into stereotypical gender roles. So where we're coming from in this discussion is, um, you know, obviously we see a lot of, of aggression uh, from men. It's almost expected. And I've been listening a lot to, uh, Red Handed, which is my favorite safe space podcast. Cause it's just so comforting. Okay. That's not great. If you know what it is, it's a great podcast that I listen to and I'm binging it. And they actually talk a lot about like hooliganism because it's, they're, they're over in the UK. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very wow. of the notion. Well, how would you not how would you not agree that it wouldn't be toxic because they're over in the UK, right? So they're very close to Russia. But over in Russia, if you remember those tapes, like the Russian gangs yes, have come out, and whatnot. Unfortunately. You know? uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where you can consider that to be toxic. Yeah. You know? Oh, hands down. Very. Let's go with a very very basic. Comparison and and analogy. Typically, toxically masculine. Obviously, prefer to feminize and stereotype gay men. They will, uh, and when I say feminize, I mean they will genuinely compare gay men to women. And what is the point of that? To dehumanize them. And why do they want to dehumanize them? By comparing them to women. Because they do not see women as equals. And of the same value as them. Right? So that is what we're talking about. We are talking about men who perceive the world that they are the dominant ones. That they are the top tier. This is peak... You all, you know, this is this is how you live and breathe being a man is by making sure that either I'm going to use some incel language here. You are either the alpha or you're the beta. And if you're a beta, you are obviously lower in your equality to me and to anybody else. And. Well, I feel that could be a fear-based system then. It is. It hands down is. And that's why we're taught it because it comes into the competition play and and why else do we bully to make ourselves feel better, right? right? 
So if you're to compare, such as like you're comparing a gay person or male gay person against females because of the um, the fear aspect of women at the same time, in which they would actually fear women because, like I think I said earlier in the episode, um, women had the scientific purpose to give life, so they are above. They are above. Or they are below, well, if you're looking they, at it from the... Well, they feel that they, they have to put them below because they, in their truest form, know that they are below because women are the only key they're to weak. life. They're well, weak. Well, they're, they're, they're the only key to, to bring forth life because without women... But without seed... I'm I'm spitting back at you the right. the the notions of right. what we see as toxic masculinity exactly. that that yeah they can harvest the life they and, can hone it and that's that's where I'm trying to get at because now you have women who are the bringer and you have men who are the seed so you have women who are the fertilizer mm-hmm. right so with like I'm saying without men there would not be any creation either without scientific means now. Okay, so if you have scientific intervention, you could give a man a, a baby. I think they actually did that a while back, didn't they? Yeah, and this is totally disregarding trans people, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, conversation. It, yeah. So this conversation is just more so about the yeah. man's mind because they have to prove their worth, almost. You know, so say you're to prove your own worth. That's where that would come into play because now you have somebody who is not playing by the rules. Okay, now you have somebody who says. I'm not going to play by the rules like that. I'm not going to, um, let's use male, male gay person in this, in this account. He's not going to play by the rules. So now they have transcended this natural process. And that's why you'll hear people say, well, it's unnatural, right? Unnatural, you know, and, 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 uh, which is total BS anyways, but... <laughs> um, it's fear fear of the system fear of their own life you know things don't have to be a certain Mm-mm. way and if you, you say well things have to be a certain way you know then that is where they're going to lay down the laws you know? and nobody's going to win Right? nobody's going to win so if you're to say, okay, this gay male who is trying to adopt a child or the gay couple are trying to adopt a child and they give them so much grief to try to adopt the children because now you have the normalcy taken away because the only way that the child had gotten into this world is through natural means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To, to, to argue against the natural means, now they have gone also in another direction of an unnatural aspect to attain the child and whatnot. So they fear that they will not be able to parent because they have not, it would be an abomination against nature itself in which to have certain things. Mm-hmm. But I really want to push this idea home too because this is apparently a new idea episode. <laughs> How many of us are here due to artificial means? Think about that. No. People who have pacemakers, that heart's not pumping by itself. Yeah. Right? Think about that. Yeah. Right? Because that's not, that's not natural. Exactly. So <laughs> is that a natural life? I mean, we're if, glad you're if, here. But 
Yeah, I'm we're going off of the the concept of yo. This is yeah. all, this is all about idea purveying right? the the notion exactly. of what's what's natural and what's not exactly of what's like what's natural. Like my grandmother had had a pacemaker, right? So I sit there and I wonder, like, how much of an artificial means would somebody need now in today's society to be able to actually live? Right? Will it be that or is it maybe what if it is like man is so scared because now this is a death of the natural mind, right? That's the title of the episode right there. Exactly. Maybe like the death of the natural. Yeah. Because what if this is, this is really the death of the natural mind of the, the, the one of the final, you know, like people believe we're going to be able to jump into those servers like in Black Mirror one day to where you can take your consciousness and upload it in, into the machine. Are you still human at that point? No. Absolutely not. Right? Because but are you? you? Because what makes you human? Well, that's the point is right Is it now. your sentience? Your, your, you know, like, what? what is it? Like, What's the same? It's the same exact thing. What makes you a man? Yeah. What makes you a woman? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. Right? Unless you have a set of rules put into place, yeah. this is what makes you a man. This is what makes you a woman. This is this is how it is, and this is it. And then when you challenge the rule set, because if you're in, a, if you are an artificial world, you have no sex. You are of unnatural means now. So if you were to upload yourself and your consciousness into a computer or a server or a virtual world, yeah, you are of no natural gender, right? You are yeah. now a consciousness of a greater thing. And that's what everybody wants, right? They want to be this greater thing, right? Such as when, when, when pitch, like, let's use Christianity and pictures of heaven or heaven or hell or whatnot. They have pictures of women and men and angels and everything. But those, those creatures don't have a gender, right? Well, even, you know, the most basic form of angels... You, know, you see the iterations of them, and yeah, no, they're yeah. they're genderless. Yeah, yeah. So they're oh, these angels are genderless, right? And it's because obviously you can't transcend to a, a place to bring your natural means with you. And I use natural because of it is of this earth. Yeah, like everything within the earth is of decay, right? So everything natural decays. And okay, so let's take it back. So in our natural world, that's what the argument is against. It's because because it's the, the argument against what would be naturally or socially acceptable. We wouldn't even be able to have this conversation in certain countries right yeah, now. That's for sure. You know, which is, which is. And I really do want to clarify that this is a very filtered version. I think of what we're trying to say, you know, because we are trying to be careful. We are trying to be cautious. We are trying to be conscientious and sensitive to people who maybe don't share our values, who, you know, maybe uh, agree with us at all, uh, <laughs> you know, and we, we're trying to address this in a way that is fair to give people an opportunity to want to do this work yeah. for themselves. But they can they can have an opposite view against the idea, but in, as long as it's not harmful to the person. Exactly. So how can you say one idea would be harmful, one idea would not be harmful? Well, I think the uh, desire of extinction of a certain person is definitely harmful. So that's where toxic comes in, right? <laughs> that's so where not, toxic comes in. <laughs> so that's, that, was the, that was the original idea is yeah. because it's toxic. That's the idea. So when somebody argues something is not toxic or something does not exist as toxic, you, like, 
if people would say there's no such thing as toxic masculinity, you know, until you have the father beating the son to near pulp because he wants to do things another way. Yeah. Sounds pretty toxic to me. Yeah. Because it's harmful, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. That's just the idea behind it. Toxic just means harm. Yeah. People, for other people not to experience that type of thing, though, or maybe they did experience it. And that is where the very big fear is because they feel in their subconscious and their whole being that things could be a certain way, but they were pressured not to be a certain way. Yeah. So now, now they have to put these values further because they feel they didn't get a shot at it. Yeah. Right. That could be another thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, on that that same same note, uh, a very valuable connection is is to talk about, you know, incel culture. And again, I want to go back to having listened to Red Handed and they did um, an amazing episode about uh, incel culture. I cannot remember which episode it was. Um but it was it was really really well because it's very well uh, uh, researched and they really bring you all the facts. But they talk about uh, you know the they they actually these two these two girls went on and they actually researched the incel forums, which don't just don't it's ooh. Um, and it's interesting because obviously the the rhetoric in that culture is so vicious and so appalling and it's so violent a lot of it and um you know you see i don't even want to want to speak his name but there was a, a murderer there i mean there've been many but there was one in particular who went on a spree and he released a manifesto and it was based in the concept of that toxic masculinity, what he is owed as a man from women, why it is unnatural that women don't give him what he wants. There's that, a key term. Huh? There's the key term. Yeah. Unnatural. Uh, but that's it. It's unnatural for women to not want him sexually and romantically. It's unnatural. That's just blasphemous to uh this this rhetoric of why why not me i am peak and again the incel language of alpha and beta like i am the peak i am the good guy i am the nice guy i deserve this i am owed this and they don't get it and again it's not everybody but there have been more than enough examples this manifesto really hands it out in the fact that he wants to kill attractive men for being attractive, I guess. Um, and the way they he wants to kill these attractive men and women because the women aren't giving him what he wants. And the men, the attractive men, are hindering his chance of being owed these, these things, these sexual relationships. That in and of itself is just a wild concept you know the fact that that um there are networks that just just really kind of nurture this kind of thought process other men are hindering your ability to get women uh and that women don't have any say 
in their relationship with you. It's just owed. It is just owed that they give you their bodies. And that's the rhetoric of this this killer. Um, again, I'm not going to say his name because uh, gross. But this is a person who's revered kind of as a uh, an idol. Not amongst all incel groups. I, w- I will say that. But amongst a lot of them. Um, he is very much, you know, uh, uh, a legend. And... I think at the end of the day, that is the worst is the worst. How that kind of toxic masculinity uh, just starts kind of, kind of like enveloping young men in particular. The 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 literal harm it's doing, not just emotional. Oh, he had a lot of issues going on besides just that put upon. But that is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you are. Well, I can completely under- yeah, fine. I can- it doesn't matter if you have mental health issues. I can if understand you- what you're getting at. You're just trying to peel a layer of back from the problem. Just a little. Right. But if you- if that's all you're surrounded with, if you are just living on the internet, if you are just living in that environment of, like you said, you know, if, if a father is beating his son because a son wants to do things a little bit differently, he wants to dance or he wants to wear makeup or he wants to whatever the case. That could be, yeah, that could be a root cause of that individual right Exactly. There, right? And if that, that's going to spread, it's going to spread elsewhere and it's going to, that, that kid who is beat mercilessly, he stands a chance at spreading that. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he gets saved and rescued from that environment. Statistically, he will. Exactly. And that's horrible. That's appa- That is just so horrible. You know? And that's what I mean. It is... It is toxic. It is the toxicity. And I feel like the only way things are going to change is the more and more we normalize... Behaviors in men, men calling men out, that needs to be a big thing. And I'm sure there are people who are going to be livid that this is coming from the mouth of a woman, but whatever. You know, it's it's calling out that behavior. And it, it's just that's where it kind of needs to start. Because we know anytime women try to address it, call it out, either it gets ignored and, you know, it just becomes a nothing or we suddenly become the targets and so it just it's one of those things it's like it's it's something that needs to be acknowledged it's something that needs to be addressed too many people are dying too many people have died at the hands of these notions of this toxicity um and the statistics are out there you look at how many trans people are killed throughout the year uh how many trans people are brutalized throughout the year again i reiterate the uh what is it the 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 um i'm so i'm rambling so much i can't even think of the phrase but the the shock of finding out somebody is trans and how it's actually permissible to have beat them to death that is so what <laughs> like that is just too many people are being hurt you know and these are it's just it's it's exhausting it is exhausting but at the end of the day, I am sick of it. I'm I'm just, I'm sick of it. And these are the conversations I know we can have and they're hard to have. And not everybody wants to have them. I'm sure maybe there's a couple people who have already skipped this episode. I don't know. I hope not. I hope, I hope we are inviting the conversations. But it's, 
it's a big deal. It's a big deal when people are being brutalized for living their lives. And other people deem that an issue for them. And that's just disgusting. Agreed. At the end of the day, I want to make it very clear. Um, If you are trans, if you are non-binary, if you are questioning, if you are unsure, if you are just somebody who is trying to figure it out, you're valid, you are loved, you have places you belong. On that note, you can find us at theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine and also on Instagram, which we have been completely unactive on, which I will change. Uh, the World of Myth Bits. Thanks for listening. Until next time. The World of Myth Bits.